Hey, Pittsburgh. There are some incredibly creative people around our city, and we're here to meet them, learn what they do, and how they create. I'm Alan Fear, and this is the Pittsburgh Creators Podcast. are here with Fran Flaherty. Please welcome Fran. Hi, Fran. How are you doing this evening? Hello. Hi, Alan. I'm good. For our um, audience who might not be familiar, um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you've been up to? Um, so I, uh, I'm an artist. I consider myself a Pittsburgher. I moved to Pittsburgh from Manila, Philippines back in 1992. So I've lived in Pittsburgh for 30 years with the intention of going to Pitt. And I met my husband at Pitt, and we got married and started a family. And so here I am in my forever home, which I had no idea. I had no idea. I was an island girl from the Philippines. How would I know I was going to end up in a place that makes Heinz ketchup, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I've been um, working with my art practice for quite a while now. I started at Carnegie Mellon, um, and things just kind of, you know, grew from there. You have um, so many irons in the fire, if you will, in terms of just projects. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what uh, some projects that you're working on right now or that um, some exhibitions maybe that you have going on? Uh, well, uh, you're right. There's many, many irons in the fire. <laughs> My husband reminds me all the time. He's like, what you got going on now? Uh, well, I'm in a group show at the University of Toronto Scarborough. It's called uh, hashtag Crip Ritual. It's a very interesting show. It, it's, uh, it includes artists from all over the world that talk about their um, the rituals that they take or that they go through to deal with their disability. You know, I'm deaf. And I know people in the podcast are going to, wait a minute, you're deaf? How can you be in this podcast? And how can you listen to Alan? Um, and, and that valid question, it's a valid question. I have, uh, uh, deafness is a range. Of course I wear two hearing aids cause I can't wear three. I'm actually waiting for you to laugh. Caught it. I definitely caught it. <laughs> okay. Okay. But a lot of people, when I, you know, I introduce myself that way to like, kind of, you know, break the ice a little bit and people get. I get half and half to respond. Some people tighten up and go, yeah. is that a joke? Did she just make a deaf joke? Is that right, right. okay? <laughs> and the other half are like you, yeah. like totally get it and be like, yeah, deaf people can make jokes too. Um, and yeah, and my, and, and my kind of deafness is that I do hear with my hearing aids. Um, right now I'm connected from my hearing aids to a Bluetooth uh, device that's connected to the computer. So you're being fed right into my ah. my ears, and this is why I can hear you very well. Um, so that the the subject of that uh, of crypt ritual is a is is about the rituals that I go through as a deaf person living living in you know the United States. And that's one. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to jump right back to Pittsburgh. Um, it's the biggest exhibition I've had so far. It's, it's called Deaf Brown American Mom. And um, it's at Space Gallery, uh, downtown 812 Liberty Avenue. And it's up from March 18th to May 15th. 
And um, then my first solo show in like five or six years. A large majority of your work is influenced by your personal experience. Um, can you talk a little bit about how um, that informs your work, uh, especially in these current exhibitions, because they do seem so personal, you know? Mm. Yeah, this is somebody said to me when they walked through the exhibition, somebody said, um, I, and I should acknowledge Madame Dolores. She said, Christiana Dolores, she's a, a, a fellow not white member. She came walking in the exhibition and she said, I'm in your brain <laughs> again. And then uh, my personal experiences. So it's really divided into, you know, three, maybe four parts. I don't know. And one is being a mother. Um, what my experiences are as a mother living in the United States, what my experience are as an immigrant, a Filipino Chinese immigrant um, living in Pittsburgh, what my experience are as a deaf and disabled person um, and a not white person. Um, and so the, the, the exhibit is kind of organized in that way. When you walk into the exhibit, the first thing that you see is a big brown American flag. It's about 10, 12 feet tall. It's not red, white, and blue. It's, it's brown, brown, and brown. Um, and that actually, that painting, it's painted on raw canvas. And that stemmed from my conver a conversation with my son, Lucas, when he was, I don't know, maybe fourth grade. And they were studying history and segregation. So he asked me, he says, mom, what is segregation? And I'm like, well, you know, it's a time in the United States history where black people and white people weren't able to do things together, go to school together. And so he said to me, what's white people? <laughs> what's black people? And he was just, he was just, he just had no idea. And I think I have it in a Facebook post somewhere when he did it, because I was, I was just like pretty taken by it. Um, and my children do that to me. They, they, they talk to me and they tell me these things that really just open up my mind to so many things. And that's one of those things. And so a couple of days after when he, I guess it sunk into him, he said to me, you know, mom, we're all just shades of shades of Brown, you know, and yes, yes, we are. And so that's how this painting came about. Um, it, it was a really, one of those times, I think in like 2018, where things were just really rough around here. And it, it was, that that's part of it. And then as you go around the exhibit, there are the uh, Filipino influence, Filipino Chinese influences um, uh, that talk basically about colonization, reclamation of colonization. Um, you know, it's, it's a big, big subject right now. And um, for me, a lot of the um, uh, my heritage is, you know, my Filipino and Chinese heritage of all it, it's the colonization is included in that the influence of the Spanish and the Americans uh, that, that came into the Philippines, of course. And, um, you know, how do how do you navigate that right now? One group of people taking over another. And yet that you know, we're all the mix of all the peoples everywhere. And um, so that's part of the, the piece as well. Um, and I and um, I wanted to illustrate that. So it was a reclamation of a lot of documentation of the first peoples of the Philippines, you know. Yeah, and of course, there's a lot of um, deaf and disabled uh, work in there. There's a, a, a collection of work of things that people have said to me 
Um, yeah. And of course there's the motherhood part. I have, I, you know, I founded anthropology of motherhood, which is a, a project. It's an ongoing curatorial project about caregiving and the culture of care. Let's take a quick break to talk about this podcast and how you can support our endeavors to showcase Pittsburgh's creators. The Pittsburgh Creators Podcast is supported by the Pittsburgh Creators Project. You can learn more at www.pittsburghcreators.org. Reach out through our website for more information about how you can sponsor an episode and keep hearing from creatives in Pittsburgh. If you know a creator we should speak to, let us know. Back to the interview. A lot of your work is multimodal or multifaceted, like you were speaking of the uh, anthropology of motherhood, where it's there's mm. a play space and there's a changing table and there's all these things and all of these things that come together to make mm-hmm. one kind of cohesive unit. And I, I think it's just it's it's fascinating how that translates. Well, we're human beings are complicated animals. I mean, we are we are just you know we're the most complicated animal that there is, and there's so many parts of our lives that we have to we have to recognize that we are complicated people, and we are multifaceted, and and oftentimes we we like to sort of like compartmentalize people like oh okay so you're a mom oh you're a dad or oh you're a musician you know you're a musician you're a percussionist but you're also now a podcast interviewer host I mean you know and that and and it's just it's just we are we are more than than just the one thing we label people and and it's convenient to say oh yeah I'm a doctor or yeah I I mean I'm not a doctor that's my brother (laughs) or my my husband oh I'm a mathematician it would but it's not he's my husband's so much more than a mathematician he's an ultra marathon runner you know he's Irish Catholic he's a grandpa I mean you know so yeah, so there's, there's just many facets of our lives and I don't think it's fair to just, you know, for an artist to go in and say, well, this is, this is, I'm, this is what I do, you know, I, I'm, maybe fair is not the right word, but you know what I mean? Uh, what, what got you started on your path to where you are now? I, I think everyone, as, you know, as a child has that spark of creativity. What, what really sparked your creativity and led you down this, this road to, to where you are? Wow. You're taking me back. <laughs> um, when I was 10 years old. Yeah. Okay. And my dad had an architect friend. His name is Jimmy Marquez. Uh, in the Philippines. And he, you know, he's one of my dad's best friends at the time. And he was, you know, he was was an amazing architect. And he just saw me drawing one day. I was just drawing. I was actually copying a house from some book. It was like a Tudor house. And I I don't even remember how I got this book. It's like, there are no Tudor houses in the Philippines. (laughs) Yeah, it's too hot. Um, So, so I was drawing it and he said to me, you're really good at that. I said, I am. He said, yeah, you should think about becoming an artist and drawing. And that, that's all it took. Just one person with an encouraging statement that you're really good at that. You should really try to do more of it. And by the time I was 12 years old, I uh, started oil painting classes. Um, and, um, and the funny thing is in college, <laughs> 
I had several majors, like 10. <laughs> because I was really fighting the artist thing. And it just kept me bringing me back to art. And, you know, when I started accepting that and saying, okay, and not fighting it, uh-huh. it, things just kind of fell into place. Wow. It's fun to think about how one person making a comment like that can really change your life. And I, I think you had mentioned this before, um, you know, the idea of culture of care. Sometimes we don't realize the impact of what we say mm-hmm. or the, the uh, on our actions. And, and, you know, just that I not, not necessarily coming from a place of empathy to start, but understanding that through your words and saying, Hey, that's, that's really great. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing awesome at this, mm-hmm. how, how much of an impact that can make. And, and I mm-hmm. think it's, it's, it's really, it's really cool to hear your story and, and to, to hear just that, you know, it's like a spark. It's right there. It's, it's amazing. I, I really agree with that. With so many things that are going on in your life, um, how, how do you keep a fresh perspective on everything? You know, is there anything that, you know, sparks you on a daily basis and keeps you going? Honestly, my family always, whatever I do, I feel like I'm contributing to my children's future, my family's future. Now my grandson, now my grandson, I, I yeah. want to leave, I want to leave the world a better place or at least try to have for him or for them. What, what are some things about Pittsburgh that inspires you? I've always considered Pittsburgh to be a family-friendly city, kid-centered city. I mean, um, and I know a lot of people who come back, who have grown up in Pittsburgh, left and come back to raise their families. Pittsburgh and the surrounding areas. And I've always liked that. I've always, you know, I I connect with people like that. But, you know, Pittsburgh is not perfect, of course. There is still a lot of racism in, in Pittsburgh, both systemic, personal. You know, there's a lot of uh, inequality in terms of, like, housing. And uh, there's still some food deserts in Pittsburgh, surprisingly, right? Um, and so we're not, we're not, there's a lot of work to be done in Pittsburgh. And, and that's okay. Because I think there will always be work to be done, but I, I think it's important that we recognize that and try to contribute to to improving. What What are some things that that uh, you have coming up, and how can we follow you and 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 um and uh, keep track of what you're doing? Um, so there's a lot of things uh, percolating in the back, and hopefully we we will have a sister project. Um, a multinational project coming up, public art project coming up soon with with Wales, with disability arts in Wales. Um, that's in the books. Um, the Not White Collective has an exhibit coming up in the fall mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I am organizing many different exhibits um, for artists with disabilities around the Pittsburgh area. So yeah, if you like log on to my website, franflarity.com, or my Instagram, uh, FC Flaherty, uh, and Facebook. You'll see all of the um, the up and coming activities. So, any parting words to um, up and coming or young artists and creators? Um, to you know, just in terms of motivation or something that was inspiring to you. I honestly, I know it's a hard one too. I apologize. Getting things done. That's half the battle, right? Of of <laughs> of your creative practice showing up and doing something 
um, you could decide to, you know, do like a quick sketch and it, you're like, ah, it looks horrible. And that's okay. That's okay. Because then you know that you've done something that you might want to improve on. But it's important that we keep doing it because art keeps us human. You know, we're not just clocking in and clocking out into places and make money to, to, to survive. You know, art keeps us uh, connected to each other. Well, on that note, I just want to thank you so much for joining us this evening. Uh, I'm very appreciative to have the opportunity to talk to talk to you this evening. And, and thank you so much. Thank you. The Pittsburgh Creators Podcast is supported by the Pittsburgh Creators Project. You can learn more at www.pittsburghcreators.org. If you know a creator we should speak to, let us know by reaching out to us through our website. The podcast is produced and theme composed by Robert Tra. Special thanks to Greta Zewi and Jesse Noss of Red Cayman Studios here in Pittsburgh for their post-production work. I'm Alan Fear. We'll see you next time.